What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. It's your boy, Brennan Tanguma, sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, winter is coming. How are you doing today? Well, Brennan, I am doing fantastic. You know, we're supposed to do this at 730 and then, you know, we went on a tangent and, you know, now the studio is trying to sell you her Kim Kardashian West fragrances. So, yeah. Yeah. The studio audience may be coming to a, a flea market near you or maybe she's just going to, you know, open up a, her own fragrance store and just be like a how they have reseller Can you that for... a little louder, uh, studio audience. Oh, God. Cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. They're cheap, cheap. They're not cheap, cheap. I said they're real. Oh, they're real, real. Yeah, she don't I fake don't with that cheap, fake shit. I said. Yeah, that fake shit. But yes, Brandon, we are doing fantastic. I'm going to be energetic with the whole podcast. I'm not going to complain at all. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, Dominic, word on the street is you're going on a booze cruise tomorrow. Yeah, uh, boy. How did this come about and what, what exactly entails a booze cruise? So, you know, the studio audience's company, you know, I'm not going to name any names here, but it's a pretty big company. Um, you know, they're, they're having a you know cr- their annual Christmas party and, uh, you know, just uh, it's going to be on a boat, motherfucker. And we're going to get fucking litty like a motherfucking titty, a.k.a. I'm going to have like two beers, Mary's going to have like a drink and that's it because, you know. We don't want to fucking, you know, so just, just in case, just in case we have a Titanic, you know, episode. We want to be able to, to live. Someone has to drive. Where I assume this is docking out of San Francisco, or is it coming out of Oakland? No. Uh, well, our hotel and shuttle is from Oakland, and we're coming and we're going out of Alameda. Oh, okay. I, I would. I was gonna say, you know, it's kind of like Senior Cruise, but I forgot you didn't go to Senior Cruise. Yeah, I didn't go to Senior Cruise. I just you went didn't. to prom, and that was such a great experience yeah. that I will never ever forget. Anyways, let's just Anyways. move on right along. Not too much in terms of sports to talk about. So let's just get into the week 14. Yes, 14 weeks already have passed of the NFL preview, otherwise known as. Dominic. Hang on, take my glasses off. I can't see. <clears throat> Picks. Bum, bum. So we had a Thursday night matchup last week yesterday last day and it was looking like a, a big old beat down a big old snooze fest the vikings went up 23 26 to zero and then all of a sudden the Steelers came back got it to 28 to 36 they're driving down the field with like a minute and a half left to go in the fourth quarter no timeouts they're getting the ball down the field uh chase claypool does a little dance we'll talk about that later they almost Get into the end zone. Pat Fryermuth catches it, but he gets knocked out of his hand. Falls incomplete. The Vikings don't Viking it. They almost did, but they are able to hang on and beat the Steelers Thursday night, 36 to 28. A big game for both teams as both of them are below 500. Steelers a little above 500, but both these teams right on the bubble of making the playoffs. So pretty, a big make or break game here, Dominic. Thoughts on the outcome? Uh, I know. You have Davin Cook on your fantasy team, so you were very happy with his performance. Oh, I mean, I was 
I was just blown away. He was already at a hundred yards, like at the half at halftime. And I was just like, oh my uh, God. he was at a hundred yards or like the first quarter. Exactly. And it just blew my fucking mind. But with that being said, um, you know, I, I don't know if it, I, I don't know who to, the biggest takeaway is it the Vikings had a good first half and they fell off the wagon second half, or is it the Steelers had a bad first half and got their shit together the second half? Because I don't know who is to, you know, like what was the issue? Because all of a sudden, you know, the Steelers, if the Steelers, which they did, they got their shit together. There's somebody to be, you know, kind of nervous about playing, but that first half, I don't know if it was just, they were just got awful or if the, if the uh, Vikings offense is just that good. Well, I think we've seen both of it from both these teams. Uh, the Vikings have been in so many close games throughout the entirety of the season. I mean, they lost to the Lions, which is not a good look. Uh, the Steelers, a slow starting team, seems like they cannot get anything going within the first half. I mean, going back a few weeks, they lose or they got blown out by the Bengals pretty much in the same fashion here. Only the Bengals kept it going and didn't let the Bengals back in or didn't let the Steelers uh, back into it. Also, the you know Steelers tied the Lions. So both, I mean, this was the Lion Bowl. And I don't see both each. I don't see either one of these teams like making any sort of playoff run or even being, you know, some sort of contender. Uh, The Vikings got the win. Good for them. I don't expect them to do anything. I mean, the Kirk Cousins, his performance was so bad. I mean, it kind of gets overshadowed because Dalvin Cook was so great. And he was pretty much like it was an NFL. It looked like a college game, like Alabama blocking like some D2 schmucks because of the wide open holes he was running through. It was just amazing. You don't never see that in the NFL. But Kirk Cousins, he almost Kirk Cousins, his, you know, the Steelers back into it. And the primetime Kirk Cousins thing, it it seems to be legit. Now, I've always kind of rolled my eyes at that and like, oh, you know, they're just making too much out of it. But I mean, the the record speaks for itself. It's like six and 15 or something like that at this point. And he threw those bad interceptions in the second half to get the Steelers back into it. Let's focus on the Vikings. And they did win, Dominic. But they also did lose to the Vi- uh, the Lions last week. Where do you see them kind of going forward? I mean, they might sneak into the playoffs, but I, I they're definitely not a team that I think can go the rest of the year in a winning fashion and go into playoffs and win and make it all the way to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I definitely can see them sneaking in, but definitely not not anyone to be uh, worried about. You know, if you know if you happen to go against them in the playoffs. Then on the Steelers front, I think I forget if I think it was after we were done with the podcast, it came out that this is Big Ben's last go round. I believe this is going to be his last season overall, especially with the uh, Steelers. So thoughts on it looking like this is his uh, his last season. And uh, I mean, it's it's pretty much time. We've been saying this like these last few years that it's time for Big Ben to hang it up. But I mean, it was almost kind of like as Big Ben went, so did the Steelers because he looked so sluggish and was a statue back there. And then. In the, that late third, fourth quarter, he was you know, threading the needle, throwing some darts. So any uh, retrospective on, on old Big Ben's career, Dominic, makes you sad. All those childhood quarterbacks are retiring now. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too sad because Big Ben to me is a big bitch. I feel like uh, not to take anything away from him and what he's done in his career, but, you know, something, you know, he's look a at Drew. <clears throat> what? 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 Allegedly, he's allegedly a rapist. So then, yeah, fuck him. Who gives a shit? 
Uh, Chase Claypool, a lot of people pointing the finger at him for one of the reasons why the Steelers lost. Uh, as I said, caught a, a fantastic little route throw combination on like a fourth and two. He gets up, does his little song and dance. While the clock is still running with like 36 seconds left, and the, the center comes up behind him and tries to grab the ball to, to put it down, and the ball gets bobbled, yada, yada, yada. So if that little exchange doesn't happen, uh, realistically, I think there might be like one or two seconds left on the clock after that final play. Uh, Chase Claypool kind of came out and said, you know, he kind of he kind of put the blame on the center for making him drop the ball, which isn't a good look. And this also doesn't help that in like the f- first part of the game, he gets a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct for kind of like pointing his finger at uh, the opponent. And also earlier on, he wanted music during practice. And Mike Tomlin said, no, we ain't doing that shit. So a lot of the people yell at Juju for his TikTok shenanigans. Chase Claypool's right there. Uh, any thoughts on uh, what's been going on with him within this past week? I mean, not a, not a good week. I mean, like, to be honest, the music thing, I, I don't think it, if I was a player, it you know, I'm not saying you need to cater it to him, but it's music. Come on. You can't just put fucking whatever they want, you know, on shuffle or something. It's not that big of a deal. But, you know, going to the, the you know, the fourth quarter and doing a little song and dance, like the, the great athletes know when the game is on the line and when to do that shit. And, yeah, maybe he's still a little young and naive, but, you know, you probably wouldn't see, you know, well, I guess T.O. would do it. And I guess Chad Ochocinco would probably do it, too. But... One person everyone's talking about is Larry Fitzgerald. He was always keen on as soon as he caught the ball, he would run to the to the whatever the, the hash marks and give it to the referee and yada, yada, yada. But it's very hard to compare yourself to Larry Fitzgerald, one of the greatest of all time. True. But it's it's a common sense thing that you should you know, try to do that to speed the game up. Well, yes, but I mean, but like. Like I said, the greats know, hey, I got fucking less than a minute on the clock. We're making a drive. I'm not going to sit here and fuck around. And, you know, like you said, I could have, you know, could have changed the whole outcome of the game if that didn't happen. So, I mean, you know, something like that. Yeah, that's something that you got to you got to sit down and be like, look, knock that shit off because you keep that up. Teams, you're going to become less valuable because you're going to fuck everyone up. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record while coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Currently, they're 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. There is a possibility that, that they could go 500. Dominic, do the Steelers finally have their first losing season under Tomlin? No. Well, let's see. Let's uh, pull up their thingy real quick just to see what their schedule is looking like. Is. Um, all right. So <clears throat> we got the Titans. At home, that might be an L. Chiefs on the road, that might be an L. Browns and Ravens. So four more games left for playoff caliber teams. They seem to win two of those. Cute. Two of them are at home. Two of them on the road. Very Whoa. evenly split. I, I got a feeling the Steelers are going to win one and not win the rest. Okay. All right. Now, let's get into the week 14 preview. The Chiefs will be playing the Steelers later on the year, but this week they are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders in Arrowhead. The Chiefs uh, coming off of that big win, I guess, against the Broncos on Sunday night. They are favored 10 points against the Raiders. 
Now, last time these guys faced off, this was in Vegas. The Chiefs put down an absolute shellacking on the Raiders, and we thought, okay, maybe this means the Chiefs are back, but still their offense continues to struggle. Not a great showing by any means on Sunday night against the Broncos. Do you see a repeat of the Chiefs beating down the Raiders, or are the Raiders going to, because the last year they did beat them in Kansas City, 10 points is a lot. What do you see with the Raiders and Chiefs here? I mean, 10 points is a lot. You know, I always pick the Raiders just because I'm a Raiders fan. So I will pick the Raiders. But, you know, if I wasn't a fan, I would probably still, I would give the win to the Chiefs. But I don't think, I think 10 points is a lot, like you say. So if if I'm picking spread or whatever, you know, I would I would pick them not to cover, but I, you know, want the Raiders to win. So Dominic, can we get a quick state of the Raiders as they lose to the football team? They oh, terrible. They, yeah. I mean, they, they were good under the new he- interim head coach. And then the Henry rug situation, I think it was just one thing too many and um, good win against the Cowboys long week against the football team. And you, you drop it at home. How do they do that? Still technically in the playoff hunt, but not, not a good look. I mean, they definitely need to beat Kansas City if they want to stay in the hunt, but they got to play some some good football. And, you know, I know Derek Carr's been having a pretty decent season. Renfro's been having a good season. Waller needs to come back healthy. Um, which he is out in this game. Which he's out. Um, it, Jackson needs to actually be a fucking, you know, threat and not a fucking liability. Um you know, and our defense just needs to be fucking pressuring Mahomes and just playing good D. But that's probably none of those things can happen all in one game, especially against the Chiefs. So I'm not holding my breath. I'll go with the Raiders to cover. I think they're going to, you know, keep it relatively close. Maybe uh, they're going to lose, I believe. But I think 10 points is quite a lot, even off that blowout win a few weeks ago. Then my other team. The New Orleans Saints, they are not doing so hot at the moment. Uh, they travel to New York to take on the New York football Jets. The Saints favored by five and a half points on the road against the Jets. Yes, it is the Jets, but Saints are not that good of a football team right now. Now, Alvin Kamara will be back. Mark Ingram and Ty Montgomery dealing with the COVIDs. So this team is very thin right now. Do you see the Saints being able to put a beat down on the Jets? Or can the Jets uh, pull off a little upset here? I think the Jets will pull off an upset. I mean, I mean, is it I, honestly is it even that much of an upset? I mean, it's still the Saints. I mean, yeah, they're they're okay. I don't see how you can say their head, you know, their star quarterback is hurt, even though he's not a star. But um, you know, they're down their main quarterback. They're out a few key pieces. Yeah, Kamara's back, but the Saints aren't the Saints of old. So I jet jets will win this game. Hands Ooh, down. Okay. Dominic out here taking jets money line plus plus one ninety four. If you guys are interested, um, five and a half is quite a lot. I keep like saying that I like the jets at home more than I think is the actual actuality. Cause they like won that one game against the Titans and they won the Bengals. So I just remember those two games that I keep saying, Oh, you know, jets at home, they're going to do it again. But, um, this, the Saints defense, I do believe, is a really good defense. Now, if they had any sort of competent offense, they'd be much better and a strong playoff contender, but they do not have a competent, a competent offense at the time. But 
Uh, Alvin Kamara is back. They will lean on him heavy. So it will be the Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill show. I will give the uh, the Saints at uh, minus five and a half. Not saying it's going to be a slaughter fest, but, you know, six, seven points, I think. That is definitely doable. Then we get the Jacksonville Hagwires taken on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee Titans coming off of a bye week. Jacksonville coming off an absolute beatdown by the Los Angeles Rams. So we get a divisional matchup here, a home team coming off the bye, and the Titans are big favorites, obviously, at minus eight and a half. Well, it is Jacksonville. So do I really need to see it? I mean, yeah, they could probably pull off an upset. I mean, they've done it already this year once, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. Julio Jones might come back doesn't look like there's gonna be any aj brown because i still believe he has a week left on ir at least um it's jacksonville i'll I'll take tennessee and the eight and a half but not too too confident just because for some reason i feel um the tennessee offense i don't have too much faith in but i mean if they can get the run game going then i think that's uh obviously there can you hear finn in the background being a little bitch no, I can't hear Finn. Can you hear uh, the studio audience, you know, going through her stuff, opening, closing the door and stuff like that? Eh, you know, we can hear her making some like little comment or like sneezing or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. But, you know, that's just what we come to know love in the studio audience. Well, yeah, no, I, I can't hear Finn. No. Okay, good. Good. Because uh, he's a little bitch. Then we got another divisional matchup with the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cleveland to take on the Brownies. Uh, Browns coming off of a bye. They are favored by two and a half, even though the Ravens did beat their uh, beat them two weeks ago. Browns back to back taking on the Ravens here. Ravens continuing to deal with injuries. So that might be a possible that might be a reason why they're underdogs in this one and on the road as well. Are the Browns able to uh, get the bounce back win here at home? Mm, I don't think so, Brandon. But that's just because. I think the Browns have lost all of their gusto for this season. And uh, Ravens, you know, with Lamar Jackson, they're they're kicking ass. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. I will go with the Browns on this one. Uh, just another injury now. They've been doing a, a good job of kind of holding it together with, you know, duct tape and, and glue. But uh, the Browns, they had a week to prepare for this. They can look back on what they did wrong last week, and hopefully their passing game could get a little bit better, but they really are going to have to rely heavily on Chubb and uh, Hunt. Now they were able to just absolutely lock them down last or two weeks ago, but I think they're going to they're gonna get it rolling here, and the Browns have a bounce-back win, minus two and a half. Then another divisional matchup. Are all these division matchups? Uh, they are not, but we get the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Once again, we get the Panthers minus two and a half. Cam Newton will be the starter in this one. Falcons coming off a close, but a, a loss against the Buccaneers. I'm sorry, but Cam needs to go. Carolina has not been the same ever since he left originally. So I'm going to go with the Falcons. Kaka. Yes, I do like the Falcons as well in this one. Don't know exactly what the weather is in Carolina, but I don't think that should affect it too much. I mean, with CMC out, Chuba Hubbard hasn't exactly been a, a good feeling like Mike Davis was last year. Now the Falcons are definitely not a defense you were scared of, but with Cordell Patterson, you've seen how that offense 
revolves around him and how he you know, transcends and gets it going really. So I, I do like the Falcon. Oh yeah, baby. In this one. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see Cam Newton get benched once again, then a, a sneaky good matchup. I think uh, this is probably one of the more marquee ones on the slate here. The Dallas Cowboys travel to Washington to take on the football team. Cowboys four and a half point favorites on the road. Mike McCarthy head coach uh, came out and pretty much guaranteed that the Cowboys are going to win this game, despite the football team beating them twice last year. So does uh, Mike McCarthy pull through on his promise? Do the Cowboys win this game? Minus four and a half. I really, 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 really hope the Washington football team gets the dub. Because first of all, shut them up. Second of all, I'm not I'm not saying them beating the Raiders kind of was like a good, you know, like a how do you say like, oh, they're a contending team. But, you know, Washington on like a sneaky good little run thus far, even without it, Chase Young. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you 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 look at them and you're kind of like, eh. and then if, if they it, win the rest of the if they win out, they win the East. Oh, guaranteed. So. I mean, because they still play the Cowboys again. Yeah. So they they win the rest of their games. The next five, four, five. I don't know. They uh, this this was a big this is a big win for both of them. I I yeah. still say both of these teams could make the playoffs because I do like Washington. Uh, Cowboys. They have been very hit or miss lately after being like one of the hottest teams to start. Uh, Zeke continues to be banged up. Now Tony Pollard has uh, plantar fascia in his foot. So, I mean, the backup was the healthy one, and now both of those guys are banged up. So, I, I mean, as much as I've been liking Dak and, you know, he's my guy and everything like that, he has been kind of a little bit disappointing in terms of what I expected him to be. I, four and a half is quite a lot. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think Cowboys win, but I think the, the uh, football team does cover here. It's going to be like a field goal at the last minute. Yep. Greg the leg for the dub. Damn. You never did give us a prediction. You said you wanted football team, I think, but you didn't give us. I'll go with the football team. Fuck the Cowboys. All right, then we get the Seattle Seagulls traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. The Seagulls, big, big favorite. I think I, I saw a stat where this was the largest spread for like a four and eight team since like 1960s or something like that. Uh, the Seagulls are minus eight and a half on the road against the Texans. Big win for the Seagulls against the 49ers last week. I told you it was going to happen. Russ wasn't going to let it happen for uh, another week. So uh, Se- Seahawks, I-, I guess, are they back? Or is that just 49ers home cooking? Uh, uh, um, I mean, I-, I don't think the Seahawks are back. I'm not. I- I'm giving it to the Niners kind of having an off game, um, even though it wasn't too off. But um, the Texans should cover. I mean, the Texans, the Seahawks should cover. The Seahawks would get the win. They're definitely, uh, you know, Russ is definitely getting feeling that good feeling back in his hand and whatnot. So we'll go with uh, go go with everything Seahawk related in this game. Dominic, I would like to personally apologize. I know technically, if you listen back, I did pick both Russell Wilson and Mac Jones, but I think I did lean a little more towards Mac Jones, but um, I'm sorry about that. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm going no to, kidding. I'm going, you still got a winner. I shut the fuck up, but I will tell you this week with, with pure and utter confidence, I guarantee you Russell Wilson will score more points than Mac Jones this week. So start him. 
Uh, it does have to do with anything with Mac Jones being on a bye. You know what? That that has nothing to do with it. I am just telling you straight facts, homie. You know, I, I just want to throw it out there. The people, if you don't play fantasy football, Mac Jones generated a whopping, what, like 1.4 points? And that's in a very uh, high-scoring league for quarterbacks. Yes. Because everyone knows he only attempted three passes. I don't know why he attempted three passes. They should have just stuck to their guns and just ran the ball every single time. It would have been hilarious. But, uh, yeah, that was a, a bad call on yeah. your boy. You know what? I'm sorry. You still won. I, st- I, I, I don't know how I still won. I mean, I do know how I won. Thank you, George Kittle and, you know, everyone else that did good. But, uh I wouldn't be. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked this week if Dominic gets a win and I lose this week. We're both in the playoffs, so we don't have to worry about that. It's all about seeding. But I'm not feeling confident in myself, and I would not be shocked if Dominic, uh, you know, leapfrogs me and he's the three seed and I'm the whatever four or five seed. I mean, I would, I would love it, but you already know I'm getting eliminated first round. So, Dominic, you say this? You literally, I you text us every single week, like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose. I suck. Yet you have your records like eight and five or whatever. You just have to always put Don't out the kill negative. My, that, that's my mojo, baby. Okay. Stop. Okay. Yeah, he's got to be so negative. But uh, I will go with the Seahawks minus eight and a half as well. Then we get the Detroit Lions, the red hot Detroit Lions coming off a big win against the Minnesota Vikings. They traveled to Denver and that high atmosphere to take on the Broncos who lost Sunday night against the Chiefs. Broncos minus 10 points this one. So a, a big home favorite. Can the Lions continue their momentum? Or is that such a big energy, whatever dump last week that they're not going to be able to get up for this one? Part of me wants to go with De- uh, Denver. No, part of me wants to go with Detroit, just because I feel like you know they're riding high, man. They're gonna things are gonna start connecting and they're gonna start playing like a real team and and win. But then it's like Denver is a okay team, um, you know Bridgewater and. Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy, you know, they, they, they got weapons. So, you know, I, as much as I, as much as I want to go with Detroit, I'm going to go with Denver. I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to go with the lions. I don't like either one of these teams. The Denver Broncos are not as good as their record says they are. Their offense is very one dimensional. They cannot push the ball down the field, but Javante Williams showed last week that he is a stud as a Melvin group. Ingram or Melvin Gordon uh, owner manager. Don't, uh, don't like that. That uh, makes me nervous, but I think the lions are, it's not gonna be exactly a close game, but I think the, the Broncos don't have the capability to run and run away with it. Like us uh, some other teams. Then the New York football giants travel across the country to take on the Los Angeles chargers in Inglewood chargers minus nine and a half. Sorry, Mr. X cover your ears for a moment. They absolutely beat down on the uh, Bengals. Bengals made, made it interesting, but in the end, Chargers won pretty comfortably. So uh, very one of those many up and down teams in the NFL. Chargers currently on the upswing, facing a struggling Giants team who is going to have Mike Glenn on as their quarterback. So this should be an easy cover, right, Dominic? Or are the Chargers going to shit the bed? I mean, it should be an easy cover. But, you know, the Giants, you know, Shepard might play. Galladay might play. You know, it, it all depends on, uh, you know, yeah, no, no, I'm okay. I'm, I can't even, I can't even push myself to say it. Yeah. It's an easy cover chargers. We're going to get the dub. 
I agree. I think the Chargers are one of those teams that you need to look out for if they get hot at the end of the season. Uh, the defense, you know, the defense still isn't exactly the the best. I have I'm a little scared for them, especially if they go to like a cold weather city and they, not, you know, can't fling it all over the place like they normally do. But I, I do like the Chargers going forward. So this is I'm gonna go with this being my lock. It's a lot of points, but I think the Chargers come out and beat down on the struggling Giants. Then. The San Francisco 49ers take on Mr. X's Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Uh, originally, the Bengals were the favorites in this, but then it flipped. So now the 49ers are minus one and a half favorites. So pretty much a pick them in this game. Both teams coming off disappointing losses. Yep. Um, I don't know which one you would say is worse. But this is just the ebbs and flows of the NFL. A lot of these teams we think are good. They're mm-hmm. on the upswing, and then they, mm-hmm. they lose to the Seahawks or the Chargers. You know, Brandon, uh, I'm going to make a pick right now, and it's to support my boy, Mr. X. I'm going to go with the with the, the Bengos to, to bing beat bong. them. I'm going to go with the Bing Bongs to beat the Niners. Bing bong me. Please, please tell me you do know that. Uh, that meme, right? You know the Bing Bong, and the Fucky Life, and all those stuff, Dominic. I know you're not. I know you're not on TikTok, but I, I don't. I, you don't. Okay. You're, you're, are you going to send it to me and then live reaction, or is it, I mean, is it funny? Or I mean, it's literally like fifty-five percent of my TikTok algorithm right now. It's really Bing Bong, or no? It's like a man on the street in uh-huh. Coney Island, and it's mm-hmm. just a compilation of people saying stupid shit it's taking over the internet dominic this is why i need to be on the tic tac i you know i can't wait for the i can't wait for the studio audience to send us this in the group chat on instagram like three months from now because it finally reaches instagram it's gonna be a great day yeah yeah and then you're and then i'm gonna look back to this moment right now and be like oh he was right yep yep Uh, so dominic is taking the bangles um I'm going to take the 49ers because every time I take the Bengals, I feel like they lose. So for Mr. X's sake, I will go with the 49ers. You're welcome. Uh, But I do like the Bengals and T Higgins is on the rise and hopefully his ankle isn't barking too much because yeah, thank God I don't have to like play for a playoff spot because right now my team is struggling right now. Uh, Buffalo bills after playing in that wind tunnel, that was Monday night. They go to sunny, beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida, as they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is Brady season. This is when the Bucs turned it on last year and ride the wave all the way to the Super Bowl. Victory, Buccaneers, minus three and a half in this one. Uh, Bills, not AFC champ or AFC East, whatever, holders, leaders anymore. So they need to uh, get their shit together if they even want to make the playoffs. I mean, see, this is one of those games where it's like, you can go with any team, but the team I'm going to go with is Buccaneers because Tom Brady's a goat, uh, and that's all you need on a team to win, apparently. My heart telling me the Bills because I really want the Bills to get back on the wagon, but um, at home, Buccaneers kind of rolling. Now, I don't like their defense, you know, especially like through the air, but right now the Bills – passing attack isn't scaring me like I think like I thought it was going to so I will go with the Buccaneers as well it does suck so I think that'll drop the bills to what seven and six so um 
still would be in a playoff spot, but you don't want to lose too many more of these. Then Sunday night, I don't know why this is a Sunday night game. It should be uh, the Bills and the Buccaneers or even the 49ers and the Bengals, honestly. But uh, we get the Chicago Bears taking on the Green Bay Packers. Packers, big old favorites here at minus 12 in Lambeau. Uh, last time we saw them, Aaron Rodgers told Chicago that he owns them. Uh, is he going to own them again? Sorry, I was taking a sip of a soda and, you know, I'm holding the microphone with one hand. Drinking Not your soda. Corona because you said you're going to drink a beer so you'd be so energized Oreo. for the podcast. Yeah, and eat some Oreos apparently since that's what Oreo, Oreo, mascot. Hey, boy, Chancho. Why you called him boy? You're canceled. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't call my dog boy. Yeah, because he's a yeah, African-American dog. No, he's not. Is he African-American? Oreo. He's Mexican. He's Mexican. Okay. Anyways, um, Green Bay technically owns Chicago. So, yes, Aaron Rodgers will own the Bears, therefore beating the fucking Bears the Green Bay Packers are. I do believe Justin Fields is starting this game. It doesn't really make a difference either which way. Um, I'll go with the I'll go with the Packers Sunday night. Aaron Rodgers is going to turn it on, coming off a bye. You know, lay the smackdown. I mean, was it last year on Sunday night? The Packers embarrassed the Bears in Lambeau. Uh, so I. I'll say they uh, do it again, but at least on Monday night, we have a much better matchup here with the LA Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals beat the bears last week in Chicago while the Rams slaughtered the Jaguars. So a good matchup here chart or sorry, Cardinals are uh, minus two favorites in this one. If you recall at the beginning of the season, Cardinals did put a beat down on the Rams in Inglewood. Will uh, this repeat or will the Rams find their mojo? and beat the Cardinals. Is it safe to say that the Cardinals are Super Bowl champions and they're going to win this game just to prove that they're Super Bowl champions? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, what, four or five actually, I would say, quote-unquote, elite teams, and the Cardinals are in that mix right now because they haven't had that yes, disappointing exactly. mm-hmm. loss yet. So we're both agreeing with the Cardinals? Yeah, we're going to okay. go with the Cardinals. Ride the Cardinals. Ride the birds. Caca! Uh, look ahead. We actually have a, a really good Thursday night game. we got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Go, Chargers. Go. Fuck their chicken strips. Yeah, fuck your chicken strips. Uh, I I, this is also another TikTok. I forget what it was. Oh, my God. But uh, I think someone said, fuck your chicken strips. Yeah. And the person got in trouble. Because they didn't really? know that, that was a meme or something. Why? I forget okay. I forget exactly what the context was, but someone said fuck your chicken strips, and you're really the only person that really says that. So I thought of you, Dominic. Hey, so go cute. fuck your chicken strips. Chicken. Stop. Oh yeah, apparently uh our mascot is no longer Oreo. It well, it's still Oreo, but he's not a mascot, he's a chicken now, according to my he's mom. Not a mascot. He's not a dog, he's a chicken now. Why would he be a chicken? Because, you know, earlier, you know, like, around, you know, she said, go beat the chickens. Apparently, I can't even tell the story without the studio audience. Just chime in fucking in. This is the Curveballs and Chair Shots podcast. Okay. Do you want to be a special guest? 
She's always a special guest. Yeah, he literally just said that too. Oh my god, you guys are so like you guys must be best friends, huh? Oh my gosh. I'm right here, you fucking Brussels sprout. There we go, Dominic. Now see, you see some TikToks. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Anyways, uh, are we about to get into everyone's favorite segment right now? Yes, we are done with sports. Unless there's anything you want to talk about, any basketball news. Nah, baseball nah, news nah, haven't well no, no baseball no. news at the moment which is bad no news, baseball but no need to see it um, but you know in the twitter you said we we're gonna talk about nfl nba and and nfl and everything so we have to at least you know, we can't lie to the twitterverse that is very true so we talked about nfl mlb there is no mlb news because mlb still on, on. <clears throat> protest uh, mlb update there is none Move along. okay and nba uh the warriors are in first place so there uh, you go. how long until uh, Steph Curry. But by the time we do this podcast next week, is Steph Curry going to be the uh, three-point champion? Probably. Okay, because he is ten away. I assume they have like what three games in between times. So he should hit Somewhere. that. Yeah. I mean, hmm. I mean, technically, has the most three points in history. But now it's just regular season because you know Steph Curry and the Warriors are so great that they played so many playoff games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just... yeah no, he's just a fucking goat. He's the best player in the world. Speaking of goats, have you uh, been on Twitter lately and have you seen why Nancy Reagan is trending? No, what you do now? No, I mean, you should just go on Twitter and just see why uh, Nancy Reagan is trending. Okay, I'm going on right now. Hang on. Like I said, I was locked out. So uh, it's a very uh, interesting trend or at least reason. Do I I need to actually search it or she actually? I mean, it should be like right there on not the front page, but on the trending page. It said, say, like. Nancy Reagan or something, because apparently somebody on the internet like compared oh, trending. Yeah. Com- compared uh, Madonna at age sixty four to Nancy see. Reagan at sixty four, and you know Madonna's all being Madonna, and then Nancy Reagan's you know all classy and dressing. <laughs> trending all with Madonna throat goat. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Wait, who's the throat goat? Nancy Reagan or or Madonna? That's funny. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, apparently word on the street that uh, Nancy Reagan was very popular on the MGM lots. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Wow. That's uh, the old Gluck Gluck 9000. <laughs> I mean, that's more like Gluck Gluck number one, right? Yeah, she was the originator. The originator of the Gluck Gluck. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on after that lovely segue. <laughs> Let's move on into the fan mail segment. Uh, otherwise known as Mr. X's questions of the week. Dun, 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 So we do have uh, an and friends portion as we do seemingly having a lot of and friends or and friend. Shout out Mr. Johnny Rook. Shout out Johnny uh, invited me to be in his uh, fantasy football league. So now I'm going to be in two leagues so I can beat Travis and Tyler's ass twice as much now, Dominic. Well, so let's fuck, you better fucking make it happen. All right. I will fucking make it happen. So uh, thank you, Johnny. Once again, for the invite, uh, I will make sure to win next year. Uh, but he does ask a question. Uh, three questions, by the way. Uh, which professional athletes death or deaths uh, did you find most shocking when you found out? So obviously we're going to tie this in with Demarius Thomas. He passed away last night. Uh, either. Well, during slash after the football game is when the news came out. Age 33, he was found dead, apparently, of a health issue. We still don't exactly know what was going on, but obviously just a, a sad, so- uh, shocking 
situation. You know, as like a Raider fan, I was always like scared of, you know, when they faced him because obviously the Raiders were god awful back then and he was such a a goat. <clears throat> Bad uh, timing after we were just talking about, but, uh, you know, him, Peyton Manny, even Tebow, the, the clips of that uh, overtime game where Tebow threw the pass on the first play of overtime and he won and sprinted in the tunnel. And then, uh, you know, everything that's kind of come out lately. He, I mean, he seemed like a nice guy. He wasn't like a quote unquote diva receiver, but I've been hearing all the stories today of just how you know good of a guy he was. And uh, it sucks, you know, 33 still could have been in the NFL, but he just retired this year. So uh, it sucks to see. Well, I mean, you didn't really answer his well, question. Well, I, I was using it as a segue to talk about Demarius Thomas, Dom. Oh, well, yes, it is a sad situation. You never want to see somebody that talented, that beloved pass away at a young age. So, he, you know, it is it is terribly sad. I mean, to go back to Mr. Johnny's question, uh, an athlete's death that kind of caught me by surprise. You know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm, I think honestly, and it's probably a the easy way out, but I'm being legitimately honest, is probably Kobe's just because I remember I was at work and you know you. no, you did not call me. I, I found out from a coworker first. Thank you very much. You. you did not call me. I found out on my own. But somebody said, Hey, Kobe died. And I was like, What? Nah, you're fucking with me. And then like we all just I remember I, I think we literally all stopped fucking helping customers. We were just like did he die? Did he really die? Did he really die? Everyone's tweeting it, everything. And then it was like, what the fuck? Like, that's fucking crazy. So, like I said, I, I know it's probably a cop out, but I'm going to go with Kobe. No, I will have to agree with you. It's not recency biased. Uh, I it is going to go with Kobe as well. I mean, I remember it was Sunday, same day as WrestleMania. And it happened, and I didn't believe it at first. And then it just, you know, all the evidence started showing, and it was it was crazy. And as someone who isn't really that big of a Kobe fan, like I appreciate, you know, how good of a player is and everything like that. But I'm not a Laker fan, not really a Kobe fan. You know, as I say, I'm more of a Dwayne Wade guy. So I was never like the biggest Kobe guy in the world. But then, just like for some reason, whether it was just like the circumstances, you know, him with his daughter and the team or just how young he was and just think about everything and all the stories and stuff like that. It did hit me, I think, harder than I did expect. Like it, it wasn't just that day. It was kind of like a couple days where I was like, I was kind of in a little funk. I was like, damn, Kobe, he's really gone. But I mean, besides that one, honestly, like I can't really think of too much. Like we can talk, I was going to ask you like wrestler ones, but just sticking like straight to sports. Um, I mean, there might be some, that kind of come to mind if I were to like kind of list them off or think about it for a little bit. But I mean, the Ray Fossey one, I think that one also hurts as well, just because that, I mean, yes, he's an athlete, but I think that was more of kind of like just him being, um, you know, an announcer, a part of my life as a, a huge AIDS fan for pretty much the entirety of it. So that one did hurt. And, you know, we're doing real recent ones right now, but honestly, that's really all I can think of until like more of our era of people of like our sports people that look up to like pass away. Like, you know, God forbid something happens to Dwayne Wade, like it happened to Kobe. I would honestly take that much more than I did Kobe. And I said, the Kobe one did shake me too. Yeah. I mean, while you're going on your little uh, tangent there, I was trying to think of any other like pro athlete. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drawing a lot of blanks here. There hasn't been somebody that, that's past that's I've been like oh my fucking god like terrible oh my god I mean yeah it's terrible but I mean 
I do remember the Sean Merriman one because that was the same day as when we went to Santa Cruz for senior whatever picnic. Good times. Not that Sean Merriman died, but good times at the picnic. Okay, okay. Uh, let's move on. What's wow, Dominic, Dominic. Well, I was gonna ask like wrestler ones. Like, there's been so many wrestler death. I was just gonna ask if there's any of that. Chris Eddie's, Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and uh, Jim Neidhart, because he's the so far the only wrestler I've actually met. That is that, okay, away. that is true. Eddie, Eddie, yes. Okay, in all in all legitimate legitimacy, Chris Benoit, yes, just because it it wasn't more shocking it was more shocking what he did but you still chris benoit did do a lot for the business eddie yes here we go uh, yes (laughs) shut the fuck up yes to eddie because once again did a lot for the business and he he connected with the crowd on so many different levels like you know it it was terrible um you know nightheart for you not for me um who was the one that Oh, Brody Lee. I mean, that that took me by surprise. That I mean, I'm pretty sure that took everybody surprise. But I mean, I think you text. Was it you or Tyler texted the group chat? And like, damn, Brody Lee died. I'm like, what? And it was just like, fuck, what the hell happened? And it was just one of those moments. It was kind of like the Kobe thing. It was just like it was literally such out of the blue. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, the, the Brody Lee one definitely is. And I mean, that. Uh, tribute the dynamite that they did the few days after I watched it. Such an incredible show, but I never want to watch that show ever again. Um, then second question, if you were the GM of an NFL team, would you rather have, who would you rather have as your backup quarterback, a young and upcoming guy or a seasoned veteran? So Dominic, I don't think we ever talked about this. If you're a, a coach GM, would you go the route of, you know, having a, a young quarterback as the backup or would you just throw the guy in there, be the starter and maybe have the season guy as the backup. When you say season guy, are we talking like Derek? Mike Carr season? Oh, God, God. Um, Josh I mean, McCown. I, I actually like Josh McCown. Um, it, it de- For me, it literally depends on my situation. Would I want a Mac Jones versus and have fucking McCrown as the fucking backup? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, it, it, it's it, honestly, it depends on the situation um, and probably depends on the teams that I'm playing. You know, if I'm going against a real fucking nasty defense, I'm probably going to throw my vet in there just because he's seen it all. He's been in it all. Now, if we're going against some shitty ass Jacksonville team, I might throw my rookie in there just to see you know, get his feet wet, get him acclimated to the NFL. So for me, it depends on the situation. Yeah, I always kind of bounce back and forth because I think you want to throw the young guy in there just because you want to see what he has. But also, you know, going straight from college to the NFL is a different animal. So I think I might lean towards the veteran or the young guy as the backup and have someone else start in front of him. I mean, we've seen it with Patrick Mahomes just like a year, but Alex Smith is no, you know, trash, a middle of the road quarterback. He was a solid guy in front of Patrick Mahomes. So it wasn't like you were really losing too much in terms of, you know, standard or play. So I think maybe just kind of giving the the young guy like a year to kind of learn and equip and kind of learn what he's got to do is fine. But we also see, you know, some guy, Joe Burrow was lining up. I mean, Justin Herbert and, um, 
whatchamacallit, Deshaun Watson. Like, you know, we've seen a lot of young quarterbacks. We've also seen a lot of young quarterbacks struggle. So maybe it is just the fact of throw them to the wolves. And if they succeed, they're going to succeed. And if they don't, that's probably means they're not going to be that good. Kind of like Daniel Jones, to be honest. Hey, give give Daniel Jones a break. If he had a better mentor, he would be great. Then final question. Uh, This one comes from both Johnny and Manny. So shout out Manny. Uh, We have seen Adrian Peterson play on seven different NFL teams and ended up playing for five out of the eight divisions in the NFL. The only three divisions that he has not played for is the AFC West, AFC North, and the AFC East. One of those out of those three divisions, which team would, would we have liked to see him play on? you are picking one team from each of those three divisions. So I also like this because it'd be a little quiz because we all know Dominic (laughs) knows all the divisions and all the team allotments. So I'm going to read off the names. He better at least get one of them, right? But wait, 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 hang on. So I have to name. You have to pick a team out of these three divisions that you would like to see or would have liked to see Adrian Peterson on. One of these is a layup, so you should at least get one of these right. The other two, that's where we get interesting. So we're going to go with the layup first. Who in the AFC East, or sorry, AFC West, would you like Adrian Peterson to play for? Just to see what would happen. You said AFC what? The AFC West. Out of the AFC West, which team would you like to see him play? Um, I mean... I would love to see him on the Ra- oh my god fucking dog. I would like to see him on the Raiders just because I you know having him in the silver and black would be kind of cool. Um, but I I could honestly see him going if need be. I could see him going to the Broncos just because you know I think like every other team is good with running backs. But I would love to see him on the Raiders. Yeah, you know, have him as like a nice solid backup. I mean, Kenyon Drake is gone. I mean, now AP is with the Seahawks, but we'll get, we'll be biased. We'll be homers and we'll go with the, uh, the Raiders. So then uh, now the AFC North Dominic, which team would you like to see him play in that division? I mean, there's not a, like a wrong answer. Of course not. But I mean, cause I don't really care. I don't think he'd be a good fit in Baltimore just because Lamar Jackson is already there. I mean, yeah, he's the quarterback, but he runs a lot. Um, yeah. Cleveland, ha- I mean, maybe the Saints, I guess. So you yeah, want- go, go with the Saints. You want the Saints? I mean, sorry, World? Steelers. Sorry, Steelers. Sorry. Sorry, Steelers. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens just because that's their gimmick and they love signing really old guys from like 10 years ago. So I will go. Well, I, I assume this is the question is like now Adrian Peterson. So I will go with the Ravens. Then the AFC East. Um, just go with Miami. I, I think he'll be, he, I think, he would be a good fit right now in Miami. I will go with the bills because they exactly cannot find a running back. I mean, they're already leaning on Matt Breida pretty hard. So we'll go with the bills. Uh, I kind of skipped over this one, but which one of these three divisions would you uh, want to see that? I forget. Yeah. I don't know. I forget if he said, 
which division would you like? To see? You know, I want. I'm just answering. I'm giving my own damn question. I'm going to say I want to see Prime Adrian Peterson in the AFC North. You know, in the weather, it's pretty much the same as the NFC North. But I want to see him. You know, clash heads with the Steelers and the Browns and all those people. But uh, anyway, thank you, Johnny. Very much appreciate the questions. And so, uh, if you want to be like Johnny, he s- slides into the DMs. He uh, Instagram curveballs. And CS. If you want, you can also do it on Twitter, Curveballs and CS. But let's go over to Curveball and CS at gmail.com to see what Mr. X has to say. Well, first of all, thank you for congratulating me and getting them all right. Yes, how Good job, Dominic. Good job. I mean, it was a hiccup there with the Saints, but you, you well, it, it was because I was like, th- it was S, and I was like, Saints, Saints. It was like, no, it was Steelers. So, but anyways, Mr. X. By the way, Johnny's trying to take uh, Mr. X's Thunder by and an- asking multiple questions. So, you know, uh, the last one was at the buzzer. He texted me. Oh, he did. Wow. To ask if we're still recording. I said, no, we're, we ain't. Just slide on in. Ask that last question. Slide on in. Spit on it first. Um. Anyways, he said, what's happening? After oh. you take the back, he said, what's happening? I, 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 did, I left out the ing. Just, you know. What's up? Be what's up, yeah. you young people? Yeah. <laughs> Are the Bulls in trouble with their fifth player being added to the league's COVID protocols? Not to mention the two players that are out because of injury. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got five players with COVID, two that are hurt. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's early in the season, but it still doesn't look pretty. Am, am I right, Brandon? Am I right? Yeah, you would be right. I mean, the Bulls are hanging tough. They're the second team in the East, so they're they're doing just fine, but how much longer can they really hold on to? I mean, it's COVID. We, we know COVID. Nothing oh, to fuck with. I know COVID. Exactly, Dalbinick. So uh, hopefully it doesn't hit them too hard and they can kind of come back within a week or something like that. But um, yeah. Bulls if have been a, hard, though. It might be out for a couple of months. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bulls have been a, a solid surprise. I mean, they come in, they sign all those big, you know, semi big name talents and they bring them all together and they've thus far done pretty well. They've done not too bad, not too shabby. Um, god damn it, a USC question. God damn it. Yes, sir. UFC 269. Nice. Nice. Will soon be upon us. Can Charles Olivier Oliviera stop oh. D- Dustin Por- how do you say his name? Porior Poirier? You had it right the second time. Nice. So we're looking for Charles Oliveira. Okay. And Dustin Poirier. Nice. Don't know how it's Poirier, but okay. Uh, after the streak he's been on, he's fucking French. Fucking. Mm. Also, should uh-huh. we go ahead and say that Amanda Nunes already has this fight won? Now, don't know anything about the guys, but Amanda Nunes, you know, isn't she going against like some badass other chick or something like that? And it's actually going to be like a good fight. Uh, she's facing Juliana Pena, and I don't believe they fought because at this point, pretty much. Nunez has just beaten everyone, so they're just kind of skimming like the mid back end of the division just to give people a shot. And I, it's still Amanda Nunez. She's the goat. I think she's gonna, she's probably gonna wipe the floor with her. But we are kind of getting at that point to where we just think she's inevitable and she's just gonna beat everyone. Kind of, but that's exactly what we thought about Ronda. Exactly. I mean, I'm getting Ronda Rousey vibes where we think she can't do no wrong, and then just next thing you know, she eats a head kick and she's done. She gets fucking slept, and we're like, oh, she's going to retire. I, I do like Poirier, though. 
Now, Charles Oliveira, he's he's a dude, but uh, Poirier has definitely you know been he's been coming lately. <clears throat> okay, on to uh, Mr. X's NHL update. On the ice, the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals remain on top of their respective divisions in the Eastern Conference. In the West, the Minnesota Wild and the Calgary Flames are holding steady as the leaders in their division. My ducks, quack, quack. He, quack, doesn't, quack. he doesn't have the quack, quack, but that's like making quack, quack, sounds motherfucker. Now. <laughs> quack, quack, motherfucker. The ducks have now moved into second spot in the Pacific Division. Speaking of Anaheim, Trevor Zagos. Sure, sure. Has hockey fans going crazy with his over-the-net assist to Sonny Milano? Uh, sure. Have you seen this, Dominic? I saw this. this I, I did see it. It's actually pretty cool. Um, against the Buffalo Sabres this past Tuesday, many are calling it the play of the year. Honestly, it, it's going to take a lot to top that. That fucking play. I mean, not that I was blown away by it, but I was kind of like, that. that is a great fucking Well, play. you know, Dominic, as the resident hockey aficionado well that's mr x i'm the resident hockey player bro you know, i played street tough. hockey as a kid all right you watch i now. played street hockey too did you play on rollerblades or did you play in a little fucking i played on rollerblades nope. and i played in a fucking rollerblading league when i was a kid down in hayward all right boy uh first off don't call me boy but sorry girl can... yeah exactly they them non-binary uh i i don't know i guess it would be a league but what well, okay when you say the league own. what was the league because what i did is i just went to like random fucking schools and this dude fucking pulled out like these these pads out of the back of his fucking yeah. truck yeah that's, yeah, that's the same exact thing how do we never yeah. meet each other yeah. oh, how do man. we never see each other if we lock eyes and i beat the fuck out of you yeah well i fucking pull your shirt over your head and start bashing your face i guess in. never i never went to hayward i more went to san leandro went to oakland a few times and then kind of down to center mountain i did i know i did for a fact like two schools in Hayward. And then I think I did is Bay, the elementary school at the end of the grant. I believe so. Yeah. And then I think I did Bay once and then that was it. I beat the fuck out of you, Dominic, bro. I, I still have my wreck fucking, your shit. I still have my hockey stick. All right. Fuck it. We're joining the adult league. <laughs> Dude, let's do it. There we go. Fuck minor league hockey stars. We're going to be fucking whatever. World we're going to be pro rollerblade stars. Street hockey players and we're gonna be the bash bros yeah yeah or can i be keenan thompson do some knuckle puck sure i'll let you be keenan as uh can i be the cowboy sure sure anyway yeah, the studio different... audience will be the goalie Ooh, you want to be the goalie we the just goalie like the, and the cowboy get 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 to get together at the end of the movie and i'm the cowboy wow okay whatever and you know, I used to have a crush on the uh, the goalie. Good times. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. not not the not studio audience. Oh, okay. Thank the, you. The Thank Mighty you Duck, for clarifying. My, my, Mighty Duck goalie. He said he used to have a crush on the on the goalie. And I had to make him clarify that. You know, it was the movie, not you. And, oh my god. Can I just get on with the fucking anyways? Anyways. Anyways, that's it for sports. On to some uh, wrestling news. Wrestling. I might cry during this one because it's about Jeff. <laughs> this news about Jeff Hardy is so unfortunate. As someone who first became a Jeff Hardy fan, when I first saw him when I was 16 back in the 99, I would have no problem if he never wrestles again. He's been putting his body on the line for us for nearly 30 years now. He's also created so many amazing moments in pro wrestling history. 
I think he should just sit back and relax with his family. All I care about now is him being happy and healthy now. Well, thank you, Mr. X. That's exactly how I feel. Nah, I mean, if he wants to have one more match, I mean, you know, make your debut in AEW. Honestly, uh, from what I heard and from what, like, you know, certain people have said, it wasn't Jeff isn't fucked up or anything like that. It was just like, you know, he just wasn't himself. Um, granted, Jeff hasn't made comments about it just yet. And, you know, his wife has said he's fine. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, mental health is a huge deal nowadays. I struggle with it almost every day at work now because, you know, I just, I'm just fucked in the head, but, you know, you know, being a professional wrestler is takes a lot of toll on the mental and physical toll on a human. So I can see why, you know, Jeff maybe did something a little stupid, like leaving the match and just walking to the crowd, like, you know, maybe he was fucking concussed or maybe he maybe he was a little fucked in the head and just dipped out like, you know, but nevertheless, until Jeff makes a comment, all I want him is to be healthy and happy. And I want him to be able to, you know, to, you know, take his daughter to her first school dance or something crazy like that, whatever. Just, you know, you know, I I know I say I love Jeff because he's my favorite wrestler, but I do love that man. OK, it's real to me, damn it. Beautiful, beautiful. So, yes, Jeff Hardy uh, got released from WWE. Apparently, they offered him rehab. He said no. What Dominic's saying maybe it wasn't drug or alcohol related. So, I mean, I haven't gone too deep into it, so I don't exactly know what's going on. But it definitely is a strange situation. Um, You know, he was actually uh, there. He was about to start a thing with Roman, and they were going to have a match at Royal Rumble or in Saudi Arabia. So, you know, like I don't think Jeff would have purposely threw that away you know what i mean so that's why it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around that he you know and people are saying that he wasn't a pain in the ass or anything like that he's just been himself so that's why i'm thinking maybe he just had a little mental like brain fart and just instead of you know being up front and being like hey i just i I gotta get my mind straight he they just automatically said oh well he has history of fucking up he probably fucked up again and I mean, however old he is, he's been wrestling for over 20 years. Let's be honest, CTE and, you know, brain yeah. injuries can, mm-hmm. can be a real thing. So, yeah. So, Jeff, please be safe. Uh, anyways, going on the next one, the penultimate wrestling question. Do you think that MJF will keep the pointless ring again for another year after his went after this Wednesday? Um, I don't know. I mean, the ring thing was kind of pretty much made for him. And with Dante being the guy that obviously doesn't really fit his his gimmick unless he's going to pawn it or sell it or whatever he's going to do with it. But um, maybe we we did see the, the interaction or him eliminating Wardlow. So maybe Wardlow gets involved and that can lead. They can kind of hit the fast forward button on their feud. But. Uh, I, I just say give it to MJF again, just kind of have yeah. it be a shtick. And I mean, okay. he, yeah, I mean, it works well. It with him. Him. And, it and it's not, him. it's not overplayed. Like, yeah, he, he uses it for finishes and stuff, but he doesn't, it's not Xavier Woods with the crown. Hey, it's not his, mom. it's not his gimmick. It's not everything that revolves around him. Gotcha. 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 And finally, 
thoughts on Eddie Kingston saying in an interview that he and Punk really fought one other in their match, steaming from their real hate for one another. He also voiced his dislike of Cesaro as he called him the big Swiss idiot in Double Double E. Um, I mean, I loved that match between him and Punk. So if it was real and they, you know, got a little angry at each other, I was, I'm all for it because it was very entertaining. As long as no one got hurt and nothing happened, uh, I'm fine with it. But I would assume that's Eddie working a little bit. So, I mean, the question I have for you, because how you just said that if it was, you know, I'm, I, I know it'd be not a hundred percent real fight because I'm pretty sure they would, you know, they wouldn't get off each other until someone was motionless but you know at what line do you uh you know if they supposedly air i'm doing some air quotations if they supposedly hate each have real life hatred for each other do don't you think it's kind of bad for business to put them against each other just because someone could take those uh uh what's the Lib- liberties liberties there you go so or you know might do some uh, accidental on purpose kind of stuff you know, like, don't you think, you know, like certain, you know, I mean, yes, Punk is a professional. Kingston, I may not like him, but to me, he's still a professional. So I'm pretty sure they would be like, yeah, I fucking hate this guy, but I'm not going to ruin my career over it. But where do you kind of draw that line of like, all right, if this is a legitimate hatred, like, should we let them go against each other? Um, There is quite a fine line. I mean, Eddie is really intense and I, I, li- I like, I love his intensity and the way he carries himself and his character and everything like that. But, and it's like, you don't know how much of it is a shoot and how much of it is, you know, he puts on a little bit, but I think he authentically is like that. So um, as long as there's no like actual fighting between each other, I mean, that happens all the time in wrestling. There's probably people that don't really like each other that we don't even know about. I mean, Becky and uh, Charlotte had their match at survivor series. They apparently don't like each other, but you know, they, put on a brave face they had a, a really good match and they had some sort of contrived i think shoot spots in it but i think it happens more in wrestling i think we realize i mean you don't love every all of your co-workers but if you have to work about them, i love them yeah. oh, sorry but yeah anyways anyways that's it for mr x's questions of the week if you want to be like mr x and apparently like mr johnny roca and asking a bunch of questions you can either email us curveballncs at gmail.com the Twitter curveballs and CS, the the Instagram curveballs and CS. You can go on Facebook curveballs and chair shots. You can, you know, which I don't think we've been. Let's be honest, I don't really go on the Facebook all that much. But if you email us, message us, I'll read it out loud because that's what I do. That's my gimmick. Exactly. Let's move on into the wrestling's. Uh, we will talk about NXT because some big uh, happenings did happen. On the NXT, uh, NXT War Games took place last Sunday. I did a full recap on the other podcast, so if you want to hear my full in depth, you can go check that if you want or not. I really don't care. But uh, Dominic, your thoughts on the War Games? A lot, uh, two War Games matches, and the big main event being the uh, 1.0 taking on the 2.0. It happened. That's all that matters. It did happen, and the big thing coming out of it that everyone's going to be talking about is Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. Uh, Gargano, seemingly, his contract is up. He is a free agent right now. He's already posted uh, his pro wrestling tee shop. He's going to have a Twitch and a YouTube. 
Uh, Kyle O'Reilly seems like his deal is uh, imminent coming down uh, to expire. Uh, had his match with Von Wagner, lost in the cage. Johnny comes out, does the promo at the end, then he gets beat down by Grayson Waller. Dominic, your thoughts on both of these guys, how they reuse their send-off and their future? Well, I heard Johnny signed with Double Double E, and he's getting called up, and this is whole a whole, like, uh, you know, swerve that oh he's really leaving good for him and then he's gonna you know, uh, cite your sources please well I don't know because I saw it like yesterday but mm-hmm. I didn't know this was gonna be a fucking test and you gotta fucking you know cite your sources well I mean I'm not exactly saying you need to say who wrote it but just what you see it at uh, I think I saw it on Instagram and one of the little things was him in the ring and NXT doing his little farewell thing and then Someone was like, oh, according to this person, Observer or something like, you know, there's rumors that he signed with WWE and this is all just a thing to get people to really think he's leaving. So when he pops, you know, pops up at whatever the next big event is, they're like, oh, it's Johnny. Oh, my God. You know, something like that. Oh, my God. So ignoring that report, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. We don't know. Um, What do you think is the future of these two guys? See, then this is where part of me says, go, leave, get the fuck out of here. You're better off somewhere Damn, else. But, but the, 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 the wrestling fan, the, de- well, I'll take that back. The pro, no, not pro wrestling. The sports entertainment side of me is like, oh, stay with WWE, please. They need you. They fucking need you. But then the pro wrestling side of me is like, get the fuck out of there you know they don't deserve you so wherever they go it's the decision that they're making they're respecting it and i respect that you respect their opinion uh kyle o'reilly i do think he's gone uh we don't know exactly when his deal runs out i think it's probably by the end of the month but i do believe he's gone he's gonna go to AEW and be with his boys and uh, do some stuff in japan or wherever the hell he wants to go now johnny i think that one definitely is more of a question mark now he has the pro wrestling tees and all the other stuff out there, which he's a free agent. He can do that. But I think he is going to kind of weigh his options. Uh, Candace is pregnant. They're going to have a kid, I believe in like February. So I think he's just kind of going to sit, you know, take a little bit of a break, you know, take care of the kid, take care of Candace and maybe kind of weigh his options after the fact I could see him being back in WWE or in NXT as, you know, kind of what Tommaso Ciampa is just kind of like that old guy, just, gatekeeper maybe he positions back to a producer role or a trainer or something like that or he can go on the indies he doesn't exactly have to go to AEW, but i would really like to see what he could do there so kyle o'reilly i think it's an open and shut case but with johnny i think it is more up in the air you know i i agree with everything you're saying and i'm just like thinking about how he would be both of them would be utilizing wwe like main roster wwe and it's like you you would see them and you'd get pops warm, but Vince is going to be like his normal self. You're too small. You know, what do you have to offer? And then we'll get probably paired with some tag team and you'll be, you know, you know, never know. Maybe you'll be the next like RK bro or AJ and Tomas, whatever his fucking name is. But honestly, you'd probably have them in the main roster for 
six months to a year, and then the part would be bye bye anyways. So exactly. I do wonder what happens with uh Candace because I think she's still at a contract and who knows with pregnancy how that works because they do like to freeze their contracts when they're injured, but I don't know how pregnancy works. I don't know. So um just something to keep an eye on. And when we know something, you'll know something. So let's get into the AEW Dynamite recap. This was in Long Island, New York, in the brand new arena. CM Punk kicks off the show and he cuts a promo, a very heelish promo going after MJF and going after the uh, Long Island fans, really burying the Rangers or not. They're sorry, the Islanders. And it looked like there's a lot of Rangers fans there because people probably from New York were traveling to the show. But uh, the crowd is booing, not like vociferously, like real hatred. But you could see Punk was having a whole lot of fun. Um, it was entertaining. Uh, this is obviously I think this is more just like a one off in a bubble type thing. But if Long Island is like the new bizarre world because they're the only town in the world that'll cheer MJF, I'm fine with it. I mean, I I, I would have to agree. I mean, let's be honest, Long Island is a little uh, a little loopy anyways. So, uh, yeah, they're weird. Bunch of weirdos. Uh, so they do the battle royal. Dante Martin and MJF are the finalists. So they will have a match next week. So MJF is booked right now. What do you think this uh, feud with MJF and Punk is do- is going to culminate at? Do you think it is at that first TBS show or are they going to, because they announced the revolution isn't going to be until March. So this has Oof. to have some sort of quote unquote blow off on a dynamite or their, uh, battle of belts thing how long do you think i can really string this out for i mean i guess see the first tbs so just because it you know you want to put asses and seats and eyes on tvs and stuff like that but um you know i think you're probably gonna have punk come out screw over mjf and you know that's gonna prolong it and till about that first tbs show with so i mean that makes sense because i don't want to see the program with them all the way to march i'm i don't i'm sorry punk did say that he has his eyes on the belt so would you say this is going to be like a pseudo number one contender match uh, almost hit start video holy shit um i think i i'm not gonna say a pseudo number one contender but i mean like it's gonna be one of those things where punk's gonna win and be like look i beat him i beat this person i beat him like who else do i gotta beat to to get the strap dog yeah because that's how punk talks uh we already talked about the battle royal um i forgot if you actually gave your answer do you think mjf's gonna win again uh no if you actually paid attention to what i said i would you would have heard me say that i think ah. punk screws mjf oh sorry 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 uh then we get the young books taking on uh, rocky romero and chuck taylor uh, I was getting all of my feels, big old New Japan vibe, even though it was more Rocky Romero and Trent or Chuck and Trent. But um, I, I really much did enjoy this match. And then motherfucking Trent showed up. Sue came in on the white van, dropped his kid off. And Trent, all jacked and swole and bald, came back, made the save. And the best friends are back, Dominic, with a tear in my eye. I thought you had a tear in your eye because he was bald, but, you know. Just another bald bearded guy on AW. Too many of them. Too many in life, too. Yep. Uh, but not you, you know. Dominic. You have a luscious head of hair on you. Uh, it's falling out because of my stress. But um, join the club, baby. 
Hey, can you send me a... Uh... You know, some pills that you take, you know. Uh, so if you want, you know, smarten you up here. I go to Costco. Mm-hmm. I get the uh, the biotin pills. They're like these little chewable ones. It tastes like they're strawberry because I'm pretty oh. sure they're for, they're, I think they're for women. But they're very tasty. tasty. And, uh, you know, I pair that with uh, two gummies. Multi- multivitamins, not uh, weed gummies. Oh, okay. We don't, we don't do that on this podcast. Well, one of right. us doesn't. <clears throat> We're not talking about that. But, uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's my hair routine because... You go to him or, or whatever. Um, I guess. I mean, I don't really see my hair. It's not falling out. It's not, I mean, it's not exactly receding. I do feel like my nails and my like beard have been growing faster since I've been taking them for the past has your, two, three has, years. Has your uh, dick, dick gotten bigger? Uh, no, just the uh, the pubes. And so because, the pu- <laughs> because the pubes are so long, it makes my dick look smaller. So it's actually, we're you know, doing the opposite. Uh okay, let's move on. Hopefully, there's no kids listening. You didn't talk about motherfucking Trent coming back. Motherfucking Trent, bro. I'm just saying. First of all, yes, happy they're back. Whatever the match. The one thing I gotta I I, I gotta touch on. Is it just me, or has the whole Sue dropping off Trent and the best friends and I? Has that kind of just been overdone? And because I, when I saw her, I was kind of like, okay, like I, I think it would have meant more to have Trent come running down the ring and you know, in a blaze of glory, than having his mom drop him. I mean, like I understand that's the gimmick, but like I just like seeing her and it's just it's to me it's just it's so fucking overused, overrated now. I just I'm so over it. I think it would have been it would have been made a lot more sense. If they did it like in the entrance, then, oh, all your friends are getting beat down. So have your mom go like five miles an hour, drop you off. And then you just, you know, have a briskly paced walk down to the ramp. I didn't like that part. I always think of like when Rhea Ripley made a save in NXT and she like did her whole fucking stomp entrance. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like your friend, your friend is getting beat up and you're going to do your gimmick right now. So I do understand it's her brutality. Yes, it is her brutality. Uh, so I, I didn't like the pacing of it. I do understand where you're coming from. I think if they wanted to do that, because he is from Long Island and they want to be cute, which is something AEW does to do, I think, a little bit too much. Uh, they could have put it, you know, at a different time or not have the beat down or something. I don't know. I don't know. Next up, we get a promo. Uh, Sammy Guevara is going to be interviewed by a Tony Schiavone, but pretty much this entire thing was just for Sammy Guevara to get interrupted. Cody comes out wearing a tank top sweatshirt. See the burns all up and down his arms look fucking nasty. Oh, because you're so fucking cool. Exactly. And then he says, oh, I'm going to face you for the TNT title on Christmas or whatever the fuck he said. And then he almost goes to the heel door and then he turns around and goes down the face ramp. So um, is Cody being a heel? Is he being cute? Uh, what's going on here? He's being a fucking cuck is what he's fucking being. He needs to fucking every week. I'm going to keep saying this until it fucking until he fucking takes my advice. And he fucking does it. OK, you need to fucking pick either being a wrestler or being a producer or a VP, whatever the fuck he is backstage and stop with this. Fuck Just do one or the other. OK, do a Triple H go executive route or do the fucking John Cena and go wrestle and fucking do whatever you want, but stop doing both and stop being a fucking cuck in the ring. Oh, you're going to need it, kid. Uh, Oh, wrong entrance. It's like, 
God, he fucking pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the most overt heelish I've seen Cody. And I really hope this means his turning because uh, God we knows he needs. Uh, then we get Rio taking on Jamie Hayter. Rio gets the win in a very brutal, uh, I thought a really good match between these two women here. Uh, Hayter, you know, still kind of green, but Rio, one of the best that they got. And uh, she just was taking some nasty looking bumps. Like, the Do you think that's breaker. because she's green or do you think it's that's how they. Well, I mean, Rio's like 80 pounds and Jamie Hayter's, you know, uh, twice the size. Yeah, she's like twice the size of her. She's throwing her around and that uh, <laughs> that knee backbreaker thing where Rio was like pretty much her head was touching the back of her heels. That looked disgusting, but uh, Rio was fucking gets, also awesome. Uh, yeah, Rio gets the win. Really enjoyed the match. Cool, and, cool. Uh, yeah, should be uh, should be fun. Is this a good thing that the women's division is starting to kind of maybe turn that dial a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think they have gone to that kind of next level i mean at the beginning they were rarely featuring the women and honestly like they didn't have too many like talented women to showcase and you don't want to just throw them out there on dynamite tell them have a 12 minute match on national television when they're not ready for it now maybe hater isn't exactly the best wrestler in the world but i think she's definitely improved i think getting the japanese women back definitely has made it a lot easier by getting riho and hikaru shida back so that's helped them and now we're seeing like depth and we're seeing different storylines with, you know, Ruby Soho doing her thing and Serena Deeb and Sheeta's going to have a match. Uh, uh, Winners coming. It's going to be fun. And obviously the title match and Thunder Rose and Jade. So uh, I, yeah, I'm glad you said it. Cause I have noticed that the women's division AEW has taken a turn and I don't know if it's because people notice that and they're not complaining or they just haven't really said anything about it. So good job, Dominic. Damn, I got to plug my Mac and it's about to die. Or you can just hurry the fuck up. Well, we are here in the main event where Brian Danielson beats John Silver in the main event. Uh, good match. And Brian Danielson kicks his fucking head in. And Adam Page makes a save, a little beat down. And uh, winter is coming He's next He's going to kick the cowboy shit out of him, apparently, which yeah. is not cool. Because, you know, Brian Danielson is a fucking vegan. And he would never hurt a horse. But he said cowboy shit. Yeah, whatever. I'm just trying to. Maybe he's a vegan cowboy. Howdy. (laughs) You can't drink beer and be vegan. Come on. Come on. I mean, beer is wheat. Yeah, but beer is also American. Americans are vegans. They're fucking carnivores. So America. Shout out to all of our vegans out there. I hope none of you are vegans. Thank you. Okay, uh, so next week winter is coming. Danielson versus Hangman. Ooh. I do, I do wish they maybe did a little bit more like building, but um, I think it's going to speak for itself. And maybe this means they're going to do something later. Uh, what do you think will happen? Uh, predictions, finishes. Hangman retains by the hair of his chinny chin chin, and Danielson beats the fuck out of him after the match. Dark Order saves. And Daniel Daniel Bryan joins the Wyatt family again. Yes. There it is. There it is. You heard it here first. I do think Hangman's going to get the win yet again. And should be a really fun show. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they do a little bit better rating there. Viewership has gone down uh, quite a bit with the, you know, coast to coast live at eight o'clock or five o'clock here. So that has hurt them a tad bit. So hopefully this can be a a good show. 
Yes, build yes, it yes. to TBS in a few weeks, and we can Ka-ka. be off to the races. Ka-ka! So thank Ka-ka. you all very much for tuning in, Dominic. Ka-ka. We are done. Go, go. Ka-ka. <laughs> Shout out Nancy Reagan. Any uh, <laughs> lasting things you'd like to talk about or bring up on the podcast? Um, hmm. Not that I can think of. I'm going to... Don't want to wish one of your friends a happy trip to somewhere because maybe they're listening to this right now while they're driving possibly south to some maybe the happiest place on earth i thought he said they were leaving sunday uh-huh. maybe they're putting off because they have a road trip so you know you, you load up on your podcast you can listen to them on your road trip well uh then i have to say to our number one fan why no more questions you know she's a very busy woman she's in high demand and yeah, if we if she can find time in her busy schedule to send us a question, we'd very much appreciate it. But if she can't, we understand. Yeah. I miss the questions. They're very, you know, brain puzzling and always a good, meaty question. Okay. Okay. But all the other questions are also very intriguing and meaty as well. We love meaty questions. Send in your meaty questions, <laughs> unless you're vegan. We don't want your fucking meaty questions. Yeah, we, we don't want, want so- fucking soy questions. The fuck meat meat. It's what's for dinner. Yes. Yes. So on that note, thank y'all for tuning in. I'm Dominic. Curveball. That was Brandon. That was Dominic. And I am Dominic and I am Brandon. And you're yep. who's I'm you and you and me and I am you and you and me. Okay. So thank y'all very much. Maybe we do a stream. We haven't done a stream in over 10 months that I can actually publish. Cause I don't know how to work my fucking microphone on my PS five. But anyways, until next time, goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bye.